So the question is, can we record now um, without interference, without any background noise? Okay, so you click on the one, two, three, four. Let's just see if that works. Um, hear me now. We are recording. <clears throat> so basically, welcome everyone. This is the first podcast that. Don't start with Sid, basically. Don't start with terrible stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh we'll, we'll edit that out later. <laughs> Welcome to the second podcast. Uh, you'll have to forgive us uh, in this as we do refer back at times to the pilot episode on distal tubular fractures, and, which I hope you've listened to. And the reason is because we recorded the two of them back to back a few weeks ago. As to be honest, we had assumed we'd never get to another one. Uh, however, we've not yet received any formal cease and desist letters or any threatening emails from HR, so we're going to keep on blagging it for as long as we can get away with it. I've done my best to edit out all the swearing and the innuendo, and trust me, it was so hard. And I managed to tone Bates down, so hopefully Miss Suyang can now listen to this. We have lots of exciting ideas for future podcasts, but if you have any suggestions, any requests for future topics, or any questions, then please do get in touch uh, with me via Twitter. If you want to learn so much more and get a higher qualification at the same time, then please check out at Author Masters and consider doing an MSc with us. It's basically all like this podcast, um, but with video. So sit back, pour yourself one and a half grams of kefiroxine, and on with the show. That um, segues quite nicely, um, almost as if we planned it. <laughs> um, the next part which is the the hardest operation in orthopedics yeah the most the least glamorous <laughs> the least glamorous the least glamorous operation in the entire orthopedics and yeah. quite possibly the first operation it's worse than k-wiring of a wrist yeah and it's probably the f- first operation that you're that you get left to do alone yeah in your training that's right and I'm talking yeah. about removal of metalwork removal of hardware Uh, my, my old mentor, David Goodyear, used to say, "No one looks good removing hardware. No one looks." No, and the thing is, it's I'm you know whenever the boss was away, uh, look, I've, I'm away, so we're not putting any joints on. You know, when I was the first year registrar, but I've put on uh, some some metalwork for you to take out, and you know, I remember the first one I did was a. T- I remember the, vividly at Mary's there being a tibial nail, where there was an end cap that had basically been. Um, Cross-threaded. Cross-threaded, thank you. Sorry, it's not my first language. <laughs> it's been cross-threaded. And the whole thing was just a nightmare. Um, and I've got a feeling the patient maybe needed a transfusion. But... <laughs> but yeah, let's just... Um, might just edit that out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's all been there. I mean, I did... I, I, I had something very similar. I, I, I had one... I was, I was doing it over at Bart's and I was, I was left to it. You know, the boss had done the done the, 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 the cases he wanted to do and I, I, I was like, no, okay, I'll take the nail out and off he goes. And it was a nightmare. And, you know, was in agony afterwards. It's it's a difficult operation and there are... The thing about removal of hardware, if you've, if you've got a plan and you know what you're doing and you've got all the kit available, it's actually really not that difficult. Yeah. Um, but if you are a bit undercooked, a bit underprepared, under you haven't got the bit of kit that you need for that particular nail. It can be a horrible, horrible, humbling experience. Uh, p- planning is the key. Yeah. Um, I remember taking out, I was, I was got, 
I was sold a list. You know, there's a registrar. You always get put into someone else's list. They look, can you go do that list tomorrow? If someone turns us away. I remember there was a girl who'd had a uh, femoral fracture, distal femoral fracture, intraarticular, fixed and plated, and she'd had a, a screw that was really long going across the condyles at the knee. And basically, it was poking through the MCL and causing irritation. You could feel the screw. So it was like, yeah. just take the screw out. So I went, okay. Open it up, take the screw out. I need to find that this was a standalone screw underneath a locking plate. And this girl's like BMI 17, and the plate literally went from the lateral femoral condyle up to the lesser trock. And I, say, <laughs> and I had to take the whole plate out to get to this one screw. And... Uh, Oh man, that was, I still I still sweat about that case, and ever since then I've literally planned these things with, with military precision. It's 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 three yeah. D recons. Everything is out there <laughs> just to take take this thing out. And to be fair, I don't I don't leave it. I make sure I'm around. So um, we talked about tibial nails earlier. Yeah. Super patella trans patella tendon. Yeah. Para patella tendon. How do you go back? What's your what's your uh, line of approach for taking out a tibial nail? Okay, if, if I remove a tibial nail, if I'm taking out the whole nail, um, and that's you, you're usually doing it in a non-union setting. It's either a non-union or it's an infected nail. So either of those, whether it's non-union, whether it's infected, even if it's non-union, you're still wondering whether it's a, a, like a, a subclinical infected non-union. So I usually take nails out infrapatella regardless of how they went in. Because you don't want to cross the knee joint in case. I don't particularly want to take an infected nail through the knee joint. Now, that's that's a bit of an emotional thing. I think there's yeah. no evidence behind that. But, but I, as a knee surgeon, I respect that. Oh, and I, I, you you I knee could, surgeons sicken me, man. So don't, I, don't I could that. kiss you if you weren't so ugly. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't judge. But, kiss um, on behalf of all these. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> so you go in front of Taylor, But the fact is, if it went in... Supra, it'd be appropriate to go in Supra Patella, right? To take it out? Absolutely. As long as you're adhering to all of the principles of Supra Patella nailing, the main one being the tube has to stay down throughout the operation. The, the, the tube that sits in the PFJ, which protects your patella and trochlear cartilage, has to stay down all the way through. And as I mentioned earlier, the patella cartilage is of vital importance to the body, second possibly <laughs> only to the left ventricle. <laughs> so... Um, and the and the semi extended. So we just just a very brief to go back. Semi extended is the position, not extended, because you need that twenty yeah, degree right. angle of dangle. That's right. Peep. As you as you flex your knee, the the, the so called what I would call the sweet spot, the, the the place that little corner of the front of your tibia, that little corner where you want your entry point to be. As you straighten your knee, that uh, disappears into you know behind the femoral condyles. As you flex it, it becomes more and more open. Uh, that's why when you're doing an infrapatella nail, you flex the knee up as much as you can to mm. bring that forwards. In the suprapatella setting, you, uh, you've got to be semi, you've got to flex the knee a bit, otherwise you just can't get to that sweet spot. So it does need 20 or 30 degrees of flexion in order for your, your wire to hit it. So yes, the knee, you put your your trocar goes in in full extension, where mm. the PFJ is at maximal relaxation. Yeah. But then once you're in, you want to be flexed to at least 30, 40 degrees, uh, 20, 30 degrees. And you can get a tight PFJ. And, and the, the, the main concern there then is that you don't want to crush that patella cartilage. Yeah. And you may need to a bit of tendon release to get in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
Exactly. So if you're if you're you've made your arthrotomy at the top at the superpatellar port and you're trying to put your your, your jig down, your, your trocar down, and it just will not go. It's too tight, too tight. If you are considering taking a mallet and hammering it into the PFJ, no. That's probably the point where you say no. Just stop and do a medial release. And literally, just just take a take a knife or diathermy and just. Just release off the medial retinaculum. Just take it down, take it down, take it down. You can go all the way down. Like I mean, you do that in knee replacement yeah, all the time. I mean, right? you, do, you do a patellar arthrotomy. So if you do a bit of a, you know, a release of a f- five centimeters, that's right. Entirely reasonable thing to do that's as right. long as you close it up properly and afterwards. Very easy to repair afterwards, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and that's that's what you should be prepared to do. So if you if you cannot get into the PFJ, just just do your medial release, let, let it go, and then and then your your trocar will pass. When you take out femoral motor work, you've got a slightly interesting take on it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's that interesting. I, I mean, uh, take a different out, take on it. Uh, so me personally, if I'm taking out femoral nail, I'll stick them up as if I was putting in a femoral nail. Ah, I see. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, and that's the temptation, is it with all removals of metal work, you think of it conceptually as an undoing of the previous operation you did. So exactly. if, I, if I just reverse, <laughs> <laughs> then everything will be fine. Um, but the thing is, it's actually a very different situation, and you haven't. The thing that's mainly different is you don't have this wobbly fracture anymore. Yeah. So you can put them in whatever position you like uh, that suits you, rather than what suits the fracture, because the fracture isn't there anymore. <clears throat> and for that reason, if you're taking out femoral hardware, particularly a femoral nail, a lateral position is is hugely beneficial. And it makes makes the operation much much easier because getting at the entry point is easier. Uh, 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 taking out the distal screws and any complication you encounter during the operation mm. is made less difficult to solve because you're just standing there looking down on the problem rather than it being in front of you under under a series of retractors. Yeah. And it's interesting going back to your point earlier about Dave Goodyear. The fact is, if there's a cephalomedullary nail, there's a screw into the head. Invariably, it's below the horizon, and it never looks elegant yes. when you're squatting on the floor yeah. trying to get it's, the nail exactly, out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And hammering towards your own your own groin and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a good look. So uh, for for femoral removals of hardware, unless it's a medial plate or something really weird, yeah. lateral position every time. And listen, if there's a registrar listening here who's going to take some matter work out and there's yeah. a list on, um, and you don't know how long the plate's been in for, and you don't. I mean, obviously, the key is always to try and find the original, get the operation note, or find out from the hospital yeah. what equipment they're using. So that's quite well, standard. You, you, you say that, you say that, but I, I, I think often we are not diligent enough at doing that. And actually, I think you, it's it, you really have to. Sometimes you have to search quite hard because it was in another hospital. Yeah. So you've got to go. You've really got to want it. You know. Yeah. You've really got to want to know what that plate is, or particularly what that nail is. That is the. Yeah. Plates are plate, actually, because hex, hexes are generally the same. Star drives are generally the same across across multiple um, systems. And so getting plates out is what it is. But getting nails out, they are specific. They are really specific. You know, the striker extraction kit is is made for that and that alone. Same, same as the you know the the, the the you know TFN for J&J or, you know, the, the, the Intertan for yeah. Smith & Nephew. You, you have to... Be totally. You, you have to have that extraction, extraction jig, or you are going to struggle for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And you're definitely you're gonna need a screwdriver for locking screws and bits and yeah. bobs. And so the so, question I've got for you is, and and a lot of the time the default, some people think, well, I'll just get the nailing set, the stuff that uses is used to put it in. Is right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. use that as the going back to your blah, 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 yeah. Reverse the original situation, but that's not always the best plan of attack. It's not. It's not. You can do it that way, but the but the the what you really want is the conical extraction bolts. That's the thing that really makes removal of a metal of a nail like go go well. Is you've got this conical extraction bolt which is designed to thread into the nail, even if there's a little bit of soft tissue or bone that's grown over the top, mm. you can still get that in, and in it goes. So if you're doing a removal of a nail um, or plate, what equipment do you have? What do you tell the rep? What kit do you want? Okay, so so. Um, if it's a nail, I, I definitely want the nail the, the nail extraction kit, and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't kick off the operation unless I had it. Okay. Unless unless it's a really really unusual situation, but I would not kick off the operation without that bit of kit. Otherwise, you are just asking for trouble. Yeah. Uh, and it's so easy to get, right? Yeah. And it's only if you you really really can't even if you don't, you can't find the records, you can take it around your colleagues and say, yeah. is, is do you think that's a, is that this one? Is it this? Is it that? I, just I guess find the, find the orth- oldest orthopedic surgeon you can find. Exactly. I mean, sometimes stuff was put in in Turkey or it was put in in China, and it genuinely is an implant that no one has ever heard of. In which case, okay, you are now street fighting, and it's you versus the nail. But I tell you, when you start getting out burrs and stuff, and 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 pairs of pliers and wrenching and whacking and yeah. hammering, it's not glamorous surgery if you can find the nail kit that is plan a that is plan a b and c yeah. tell me um broken so getting a screw out a screw that's been stripped okay so a, a the screw, head has been stripped okay can i go back to the nail first getting a net getting yeah, sure. ne- i thought you were done i was almost done conical yeah. extraction bolt to get it out yeah. but how do you get the conical extraction bolt in and often we are taught to just do a big approach make your way down and just like just flay open the whole area and start nibbling on the bone until you find the, until you find the nail yeah, i mean the general orthopedic consultant approach if someone's struggling if a registrar was struggling was come in make the incision much bigger yeah. and have a wash that's right. <laughs> and then, it, then it suddenly, it suddenly every, it all appears. It, it parts like Moses in the Red Sea. Yeah. You're like, there it is. Yeah. What, the, but, what are you talking but about? Getting out and getting out a nail. The best way to do it is actually radiological. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would routinely just reopen the old incision. I'm not actually doing an open approach to the great trochanter or to the to the front of the tibia. I'm doing a, 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 an incision, and then I'm putting my getting the guide, the original guide wire, and I'm, I'm just dropping it into the nail. I'm doing that radiologically. So you just drop it into mm. the nail. So now you know you've got a guide that takes yeah. you to the nail, right? Yeah. You can now put an awl or a, a, a cannulated awl if you're lucky 